Good morning. Uh, just a reminder that at Redeemer Lutheran Church today in Oakmont at 3 p.m., uh, they're having a celebration of the 175th anniversary of the LCMS. Um, so there's some more information in the back of your bulletin about this if you're interested in attending. It should be a very, very wonderful event. And uh, the former bishop or district president of the English district will be our, our preacher, uh, Pastor David Steckles. Uh, as always, we also would ask if you have a cell phone, you please, please place it on silent mode or turn it off during our worship. Our first reading for this, the third Sunday of Easter, is from the ninth chapter of Acts. But Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogues at Damascus, so that if he found any belonging to the way, men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. Now as he went on his way, he approached Damascus. Suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. Falling to the ground, he heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he said, Who are you, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. But rise and enter the city. You will be told what you are to do. The men who were traveling with him stood speechless, hearing the voice, but seeing no one. Saul rose from the ground, and although his eyes were opened, he saw nothing. So they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. And for three days he was without sight and neither ate nor drank. Now there was a disciple at Damascus named Ananias. The Lord said to him in a vision, Ananias. And he said, Here I am, Lord. And the Lord said to him, Rise and go to the street called Straight. And at the house of Judas, look for a man of Tarsus named Saul. For behold, he is praying, and he has seen in a vision a man named Ananias come in and lay his hands on him, so that he might regain his sight. But Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard from many about this man, how much evil he has done to your saints at Jerusalem. Here he has authority from the chief priests to bind all who call on your name. But the Lord said to him, Go. For he is a chosen instrument of mine. Carry my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. For I will show him how much he must suffer for the sake of my name. So Ananias departed and entered the house. And laying his hands on him, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road by which you came has sent me so that you may regain your sight. And be filled with the Holy Spirit. And immediately something like scales fell from his eyes. And he regained his sight. Then he rose and was baptized. Taking food, he was strengthened. For some days he was with the disciples at Damascus. And immediately he proclaimed Jesus in the synagogue, saying, He is the Son of God. And all who heard him were amazed and said, Is not this the man who made havoc in Jerusalem of those who called upon this name? And has he not come here for this purpose, to bring them bound before the chief priests? But Saul increased all the more in strength 
and confounded the Jews who lived in Damascus by proving that Jesus was the Christ. This is the word of the Lord. Our epistle reading is from the fifth chapter of Revelation. And when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the twenty-four elders fell down before the Lamb, each holding a harp and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. They sang a new song, saying, Worthy are you to take the scroll and to open its seals, for you were slain. By your blood you ransomed people for God from every tribe and language and people and nation. You have made them a kingdom and priests to our God. They shall reign on the earth. Then I looked, and I heard around the throne and the living creatures and the elders the voice of many angels, numbering myriads of myriads and thousands of thousands, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing. And I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and in the sea and all that is in them saying, To him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb be blessing and honor and glory and might forever and ever. The four living creatures said, Amen. And the elders fell down and worshipped. This is the word of the Lord. Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 21st chapter. After this, Jesus revealed himself again to the disciples by the Sea of Tiberias. And he revealed himself in this way. Simon Peter, Thomas, called the twin, Nathaniel of Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, And two others of his disciples were together. Simon Peter said to them, I'm going fishing. They said to him, we will go with you. They went out and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. Just as day was breaking, Jesus stood on the shore. Yet the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to them, children, do you have any fish? They answered him, No, he said to them, cast the net on the right side of the boat and you will find some. They cast it. Now they were not able to haul it in because of the quantity of fish. That disciple whom Jesus loved, therefore said to Peter, it is the Lord. Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord. He put on his outer garment for he was stripped for work and threw himself into the sea. The other disciples came in the boat, dragging the net full of fish, for they were not far from the land, but about a hundred yards off. When they got out on land, they saw a charcoal fire in place, with fish laid on it and bread. Jesus said to them, Bring some of the fish that you have just caught. So Simon Peter went aboard and hauled the net ashore, full of large fish, a hundred and fifty-three of them. And although there were so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, come and have breakfast. Now none of the disciples dared ask him, who are you? They knew it was the Lord. Jesus came and took the bread and gave it to them. And so with the fish. This was now the third time that Jesus was revealed to the disciples after he was raised from the dead. When they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, 
Do you love me more than these? He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, Feed my lambs. He said to him a second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, And my sheep. Said to him the third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, Do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Feed my sheep. Truly, truly I say to you, when you were young, you used to dress yourself and walk wherever you wanted. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands, and another will dress you and carry you where you do not want to go. This he said to show by what kind of death he was to glorify God. And after saying this, he said to him, follow me. This is the gospel of the Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Peter was asked a question three times. The first time, a servant girl, keeping watch at the door of the high priest's house, asked Peter, Are you one of this man's disciples? Peter said, I am not. A little later, Peter was standing around a charcoal fire, warming himself because it was cold. There were soldiers and servants standing with him. A servant asked Peter, aren't you also one of this man's disciples? And Peter said, I am not. Another servant, who was related to the man whose ear Peter had cut off, just a few hours earlier, wasn't convinced by what Peter was saying. And this man said, I saw you in the garden with him. And Peter denied it at once. And he even did so using a cuss word. Right after this, a rooster crowed. And then Peter turned his head and saw Jesus. Actually made eye contact with Jesus. And Peter remembered what Jesus told him. You would deny me three times. The Bible says Peter then left, went outside the high priest's courtyard, and he wept bitterly. That was the last time Peter saw Jesus alive. Peter did not go to the crucifixion. Peter did not follow Jesus' corpse to the tomb on Good Friday. The last time Peter saw Jesus alive was when he denied Jesus three times. But that was not the last time Peter would see Jesus alive. After Jesus rose from the dead, the disciples went back to their normal livelihood for a while, fishing. As they were fishing one day, they see a man on the shore. John tells Peter, it is the Lord. Peter drops everything, swims to shore. They all come to shore. And it is Jesus. And they all have a meal with Jesus. And after the meal, Peter is asked three questions again. He's not asked by a servant girl. Peter is asked by Jesus. 
He's not asked by a relative of the man whose ear he cut off. Peter is asked three questions by Jesus himself. And they are painful questions to be asked. They're embarrassing questions to be asked. Jesus says, Peter, do you love me more than anything else? And Peter says, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Again, Jesus asks, Peter, do you love me? And Peter says, yes, Lord. And the third time Peter is asked, You love me. That third time hurts. If you have to be asked three times by someone, do you love me? If you have to be asked something like that, which should be a natural resounding yes, it just hurts to be asked that. But Peter doesn't fight it. He knows he messed up. Peter knows he wasn't even able to admit that he knew Jesus three times. So how could Peter be so bold as to say, of course I love you and I always will. No, Peter couldn't even admit knowing Jesus to a complete stranger. He certainly couldn't be offended that Jesus was asking him something so much greater like, do you love me? Peter failed at the smaller task. Of admitting he even knew Jesus. And now Jesus was asking Peter something so much greater. We're not standing in a courtyard and being asked by a servant girl, are you one of his followers? We're not on a shoreline of a beach and being asked by Jesus himself, do you love me more than anything else? But you are being asked these questions. You're being asked these questions all day long as a follower of Jesus. Whether we are young or old, we're all being asked these questions. For example, some of you are students who go to school every day. Others of you go to work. And you may have friends who support young men and women remaking themselves in their own image, in their own likeness. They don't want to embrace how God made them male or female from birth. They want to embrace how they want to remake themselves, and they will remake themselves in their own image, how they want to be seen. Not in God's image, not in how God made them. When that happens and a friend or a co-worker asks you, Where do you stand? Are you with me? Supporting me and becoming who I want to be? Or are you really standing with Jesus and think I should embrace how God has made me? When that question is asked of you, what will your answer be? Are you going to stay with your friends and your co-workers in this world, in this Short life, which goes by so quickly. Or are you going to side with Jesus and say, I belong to Christ. And I follow what God says about us. What will you do? 
Will you be like Peter standing around a charcoal fire and say, I don't know him. Or will you say, I do love you, Jesus, more than anything else. We're not sitting on a beach eating breakfast with Jesus. But Jesus is speaking to you all the same. When it comes to all the many luxuries we enjoy, from media to our phones to our many games, so many things to enjoy in this short life, Jesus asks you, do you love me more than these? There are some people who like having control over their own lives, over every aspect of every minute of every day. Like we are our own masters, gods of our own lives. So Jesus asks, you love me more than having control over your own life. Or when it comes to satisfying the many pleasures of our sinful flesh, there are so many different temptations. We are tempted to want and tempted to enjoy and tempted to chase after and tempted to long for with all our hearts, with all that. Jesus wants to know something. Is there any room left in your heart for him? Is there a place for Jesus in your busy life of your busy days? Is there a place for him or not? Does Jesus have a place in your day, some time in your busy schedule? So he asks you, he seriously does ask you, do you love me more than these? And I don't know that answer for you. Do you? Can you love him more than all these? Should you? Peter denied Jesus three times. And then to make matters almost worse, Peter was asked by Jesus himself if he even loved Jesus. And Peter was asked three times. Jesus was preaching the law to Peter. Preaching that if Peter failed with even the simplest of things, like admitting that he even knows Jesus, then how on earth could Peter expect to admit to the world That he loved Jesus. But Peter got it. He understood the depth of his rejection of Jesus. He understood. And that should really be the end that we hear of Peter. I mean, Jesus should have said to Peter, well, I'm done with you. I'm glad we got that all straightened out. I'm going to find someone else who is more faithful to me than you. But Jesus doesn't do that, does he? In fact, Jesus takes this man who denied him three times, takes this man who weakly confessed he loves Jesus three times, Jesus takes this man and says to him, follow me. Peter does. As his sinful nature is baptized, drowned, crucified, and put to death every single day, Peter starts a new life in Jesus. Every day. A life in which Jesus' will 
becomes Peter's will. And Jesus' desires become Peter's desires. And all the things that Jesus loves becomes all the things that Peter now loves. Peter keeps following Jesus until about 30 years later, Peter dies by crucifixion. The very thing he was so scared to endure 30 years earlier, the night Jesus was betrayed. And right now, at this moment, Peter is basking in the glory of God in heaven. Seeing Jesus in the eyes once more. And now, Peter is truly able to say, yes. When Jesus asks him, do you love me? Peter can say, yes. More than anything else in all of creation. And so we are also called to follow Christ. We are also imperfect, sinful Christians. We are not as bold as we could be at school or work as we should be. We are not as faithful at work and in our homes as we could be or should be. And to us, imperfect followers of Jesus, people who have also denied Jesus in big ways and small ways, to us who have not loved him as much as we could, to you, Jesus looks you in the eye and says, follow me. And just like Peter, our sinful natures are baptized, drowned, Crucified and put to death every single day. And we start a new life now in Jesus. A life in which Jesus' will becomes our will. And Jesus' desires become our desires. And the things Jesus loves become what we love. And one day, at the resurrection of the dead, Jesus' life will become your life. Jesus' resurrection will become your resurrection. Jesus' heavenly home will become your heavenly home. May God preserve all of us in the faith until that day. Amen. Now may the peace of our God, which surpasses our understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.